It's like the ESPN theme song. Oh yeah, <laughs> even impersonating it. I think I think that they probably would. They, yeah, I think so too. I think you you can't even try any of that anymore. Like if you yeah. have background music in a video that hit, they have algorithms now. They can just yeah. detect it all. It's easy. Yeah, everybody's watching you. Yeah, they are watching you. <laughs> the truth is out there. The X Files is real. <laughs> oh man, talk about UFOs! I went on a bender a few weeks ago on UFOs. There's that pilot on the Rogan podcast. Oh yeah, and I and he was talking about seeing UFOs and stuff. Here we go. Crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy. You want to introduce us? You want to kick us off? Let's do it. Episode 10, Division Leaders Making the Cut with Corbin Trev. We are back. We're sorry about the long-winded delay in between our last episode and this one, but I think we're probably going to end up doing two episodes this month and maybe two episodes in December, so we'll see. We should. I mean, it gets dark and cold everywhere. There's not a whole lot else to do. There's not anything else to do. Like I said in the uh, last episode, I've been trying to go to the gym more because there's nothing else to do once winter hits. I guess there's the mountains, but I haven't been on a snowboard in probably a good 10 years. Easy, yeah. And that's so. actually one of the things I regret selling when I left WSU was my right. snowboard. Yeah. Why did I sell that? Oh, yeah. I things? looked at them last year. I was like, man, maybe I should get a snowboard again. And then I was just like, it's probably just going to sit in the garage and get used twice a year. It's like, and if you're lucky. And they're so expensive. Yeah. Boots. I mean, use. if I could find a good like used one that you know is lightly used and someone was just trying to part ways with, yeah, maybe I'd throw a couple hundred bucks just to yeah for a full setup. But, nah. Not now. Not now. Dude. What's been new, man? Um. Well, I got some fun news from the jujitsu gym. A couple Tight. of our guys got belted this week right now. Sweet. It's early November. And um, Mike, the homie, who when we went to the Proving Grounds to watch yep. fight, he's fought again since then and had like a one-second triangle, triangled the guy in like super fast. Wow. And then he got his blue belt on Monday. And Sweet. Then Chris, the guy who got me into it, who's been on the Amalgam podcast with his YouTube channel and everything. You've met him a bunch of yep. times. He got his purple belt on Wednesday. Sweet. Yes. Big moments. Yeah, and that's huge. It's huge. It's awesome. And it and we all get to live a little vicariously through those dudes. And right. like, it's it's just fun. It's fun to be um to be able to like witness that stuff and under watch the progression yeah. and see. Other than that, no, it's just uh trying to settle into this. This cold fall. It got a little cold on us there. Yeah. But it's, you know, October was probably what I would say colder than a typical October. Mm-hmm. At least it started out that way. Shoot, I mean, we had snow in September. Which was so weird. That was strange. We haven't had much snow since then. We had a, a couple skiffings. Yeah. Thankfully. Nice but, weird. like, I've, I, I feel like, I feel like the, the snow is... Winter is coming. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and there's no Game of Thrones. And there's no us. Game of Thrones. But apparently uh, a couple buddies were telling me the other night in a group text about how like this new series on HBO called, what is it, Dark Materials or something like that? Mm. Let's see if I can find it. New HBO series starts immediately off with a script basically saying, this is basically the same story as Game of Thrones. Uh, they just out the gate. They're <laughs> out the gate. And uh, it, the, the, the show is called Dark Materials. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. But, you know, I mean, I'll probably give it a shot if it's like GOT at all. 
Yeah, it, it, there's there's always that need for that medieval genre. Like, if, I don't even know if it's that. I think it's just oh, like the like just fantasy, maybe yeah, fantasy type like storyline. Cool. Very much the same. Obviously, after one episode, you're not going to be able to judge it. You know, no, too well. But you need to get in. According it. to uh, my buddy Mike, he says that he's gonna he's gonna give it another shot. Cool. Another another see how it all pans out. I've been watching Mayans. Oh yeah, you have. I just finished the second season of Mayans. That was wild. Wild. Yeah. That show looks I'm kinda, wild. I'm kind of I'm kind of a sucker for like the organized crime mm-hmm. syndicate thing. Yep. Like it's gangster. It's yeah, it's it's pretty interesting to me. There's definitely I would say some scenarios where I think the acting could be a little better mm-hmm. but like the storyline keeps you hooked enough that you're like you overlook that because you're like that's a cool twist didn't see that one coming you know so like, and, and in pretty much it. every episode there's something like that that you're like okay what's the hook on this one nice all right so you you keep coming back still yeah. that's yeah. cool i haven't started the fifth season of peaky blinders yet which is out it's been out on netflix for like that a show's month. still going oh yeah dang yeah yeah. Must, must this this one it. this this uh series or yeah this season i think they're going like yeah i think uh i think the shelby's go to america to start mixing it up no with way. the uh, italian mob yeah that's awesome there's mentions of uh alphonse capone so alphonse capone <laughs> could be could be pretty interesting that's legit you've been listening to any new music i have bro i've this is our new thing and i've been getting back into j cole Nice. And uh, I specifically AT, the tracks ATM and Motivate. Um, okay. But just there, like, I, he gets going, and it's like I find my my head bobbing, and I look back in the seat, and I say, "His bobbing his head," and it's just like this is good. This is good, like pump up music, going to the gym or whatever. Yeah. And then on like the the flip side of that, like if you're focusing or working, or I've been doing a lot of like background music at work and um i've been listening to saint germain which is this like jazzy type okay um i don't know what the specific genre but it's it's jazz slash like maybe electro but like a lot of percussion i don't know it's it's cool nice i like it nice what about you man what about your music you got i uh i went to uh the tyler shoulders concert here about i guess it's almost two weeks ago now um that was epic uh, longest line I've ever stood in outside the knitting factory. It literally wrapped around the entire like city block. Dang. Yeah, just to wait to get in. And I'm glad we got in line when we did and got in when we did because, I mean, if I'd come any later, it would have just like been chaos. Or showed up any later, it would have just been chaos. Yeah, like it was already chaos trying to like move around in that place because it was a sold out show. Dang. Um, but it was it was great, man. He put on a hell of a show. And then we found out like two days later, he's going on a U.S. tour with um, Sturgill Simpson. Mm. And they announced a gorge date, May 2nd. Yeah, and tickets go on sale tomorrow, actually, to the general public at 10 a.m. Pre-sales already started. Little steep if you want to sit like down Uh, low. Interesting. Um, But I mean, I kind of told the guys that are interested in going, you know, I was like, Hey, I'll splurge because it's the gorge, and these are two of like my favorite artists. So, 
you know when else are you getting yeah it? It, it, like a hundred bucks whatever like yeah. you know i i feel like that's a that's money well spent um but i'd also be fine just sitting up on the lawn for half the price too you know because yes. it's the gorge and it's still gonna sound great and you're comfortable yeah yeah so so that's that's stuff. that's uh that's exciting stuff that'll be coming up here in the in the spring did some fall camping the first two weeks of October. Nice. Caught a legendary fish. Hell uh, yeah. Through the kitchen sink at this thing. <laughs> Wasn't taking any of my flies, and I would just remain patient. And then, sure enough, I was just like, all right, I'm going to throw something like white and sparkly. Just put it out there, came up and grabbed it, and this thing was just a football, man. Like It was arguably the biggest fish I've caught on that river. You know, I fished that river quite a bit now, not as much as I'd like to, but yeah. And it was cool because yeah. I found it in a spot that I'd never caught a fish before. So you're like, oh, you're now I can now boxes. I now I can go back. I'm like, yeah. That's so that sweet, was man. that was pretty sweet, and it was the only fish that was caught that day. So I think the other guys were a little jealous. Naturally, naturally, but I think that they were also pretty stoked. Yeah, because it was like, I mean, I was jealous of everybody getting belts at Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> But it was fun, man. We had a great time camping up there the following weekend. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. There was a big soup potluck. Nice. So like imagine like 12 amazing. different soups in a crock pot yes. that you could just choose from. It was amazing. And there was probably it was crazy like the Evanson uh, compound <laughs> looked like the gorge for a couple of days. Uh-oh. There was Uh-oh. that many uh trailers up there there's probably like 14 trailers that were on the on the property and there's still there's still enough space for like other trailers to be there but it was like man i feel like i'm walking through like a campsite at the gorge yeah <laughs> yeah you're at a festival yeah essentially yeah, yeah it was pretty fun though that's sweet man yeah the only other thing in october is halloween right and yeah the kids i get, um i got to pick the costumes and they were link and zelda from tight the video game sweet but it was they were troopers. It was freezing out, and they, it was cold that night. I remember. Yeah, and they were just so excited. And Isaiah, it's the first year that he was, um, he was a, a trooper for a two year old, almost three year old. Yeah, like he wouldn't let go of his shield, and he wanted to walk up and get do it all himself. He went to every house the girls went to. We went with our uh, his neighbors have a little girl same age as Hayden, and so we always go with them. And it's just like. Man, this kid's not giving up. He's gonna keep going, so, <laughs> it, despite the cold. But that's awesome. Yeah, you know, Dad's had a little hand warmer, if you will. Oh yeah. Or a, oh yeah. Hopefully, hopefully more than one. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a fun time. It's always a fun time, and our our neighborhood does it big. Like you're talking yeah. about, like you feel walking. I I drove through it. It's crazy, man. They, yeah. There's people with like pit barrels with fires in front yeah. of their, their house they, like they, dude the second house we went to the we parents are offered, handing beers to the parents and the kids are getting candy and it's yeah we it's, got offered jello shots at like two houses nice. down we barely started i was like <laughs> i'll i'll hit you guys on the on, on the, the way, way home back. yeah yeah <laughs> can't you know but that's it's fun it's exciting yeah cool man yeah bro right on well, shoot! Should we get into it? Let's start do it. talking. Start start talking some sports. And, yeah, let's, uh, uh, let's. Gosh, there's been so much that's happened since we. I know. Well, since we this last had problem, an episode, if you take too long, to if record. you take too long, it's like, gosh, what do we talk about? Okay, yeah. that's too old. We can't talk about I mean, that the now. Flipping World Series. Ends. I know. So yeah, the, dude. Or... I mean, the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Yes. Belt has been won. Yes. We'll talk about that a little later. What's next? What's going to be next after? Like, because that. 
arguably is like, I mean, we got one more, one more pay per view. Is that what you're talking about? No, well, I'm just saying like they're gonna have to like probably make another BMF belt, right? They should. They keep that weren't going. they talking about like I heard some rumor. I mean, we can talk about it more later, but like I heard a rumor that they were thinking about making like a BMF belt for every weight class. That'd be cool, or like make a few more belts. Yeah. It just came to me all of a sudden. You know, it would be cool if they made that the like fan voting thing where they got to vote for who fought for it next and stuff like that. That'd be that. pretty sweet. You know, if you have a little more engagement in that way. I mean, I don't know how you pull that off, but like you could do it a hundred different ways. I mean, I think that would be the best way to like combat all of these UFC events that are at 11 a.m. in the morning that I forget about watching. I know, like this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, part, I get it. Part of it is, hey, look, they're in foreign countries, so we have to yes. like account for that. But even when they were in foreign countries before, I think a lot of it, if I have to be honest, I think a lot of it has to do with ESPN. Totally. I, I 100% agree with that. I think that was like the deal. ESPN's like, we're not taking away from college football or no. any primetime sport. No. Which sucks because... That's a primetime I mean, thing. That's a, it's a primetime event. Like Maybe big fights like the BMF fight would have been watched over a top 25 you never know football game you just, you just never know no like it would and like you call them fight nights for a reason like, right and and the world is bigger than america so i understand yeah. like not just pandering to our schedule but also what is the biggest market right yeah you know it's it's in there yeah it i but i agree with espn and and we, and we can we'll get back on topic or whatever but the the freaking like there's so much already established there. Right. Like if you want to gain your build your market or build build up this They're gonna tell you you're how they're you're gonna use their platform to yeah. do it. And so. they're gonna be like, We already know what we're doing, so yeah. shut up and yeah. get in line. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a lot of money on the line here. You yeah. well, we're willing to work with you on it, but Here's yeah. your options. Here's yeah. your option. <laughs> and and like and I was thinking about it, sometimes some sports like you can build the audience at Sometimes, like you can build them at different times. Like maybe people who are watching at 11 a.m. You know what I mean? And we aren't. We're not used to it. It's our. Right. We you took our UFC out of what we normally watch it in, but a different market or people who aren't exposed to it yet. Maybe that's what. Maybe part of the strategy is. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Could be. Let's get this college football out of the way because I'm getting my ass kicked <laughs> in our picks. So if you guys remember a couple episodes ago, probably back in August. Corbin and I picked our uh, college football playoff like final four, who we thought were going to make the, the college football playoff. And so each episode, we'll probably circle back on that yeah, just to see where things are. Yeah. And yeah, to Corbin's point, he's just not in a good place right no, now. No, I think the uh, closest <laughs> team I have is ninth, and that's Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma is a 7-1 team. They could still very well get in, but they're going to have to see like, you know, the Georgias, Oregon's, Utah. And Oregon and Utah, one of those teams is going to lose again because they're probably going to play each other in the Pac-12 championship game. But, you know, then can Oklahoma leapfrog a Georgia? That's going to depend too because... But your picks, your picks, Trev's got... Yeah, well, four in the top you made five. it easy. You made it easy for me when I you did. didn't pick Alabama or Clemson. So I naturally had to pick those two teams because they were in the national took championship. Took advantage last of my ignorance. I did. Bro. I did a little bit. However, I did make a pick. 
And I also, I also have LSU, which, you know, currently they're ranked number one. We'll find out after this weekend's going to tell us a lot because one of those teams, LSU and Alabama, I'm probably going to have one team fall out of the top four this week with a loss. And that's not to say that neither one of those teams will be in the top four at the end of the season, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to make things tough because we only have, well, there's not five undefeated teams in the top 25. How many are there? There's one, two, three, four, five. I know Minnesota's undefeated. Baylor. Baylor is undefeated. Okay, so there's like six. Baylor's going to have to like probably beat Oklahoma, though. That wouldn't be good for you, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. But uh, LSU Alabama's this weekend, so we'll, we'll find out a little more there and, and uh, where I stand after this week. But my pick that I was pretty impressed that I had at the time, because I think Prior to the season starting, they were ranked like 12th or maybe 13th. Uh, currently sit at like the 4th or 5th spot, depending on what poll you look at. And uh, that's Penn State. So, and, and they'll have a tough test here this weekend against Minnesota, who's hungry. I think that game's actually at Minnesota. So, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if game day's going there or not, but um, I remember, I think I... I saw their coach mention something about it where he's like, bring game day to Yeah. Yeah, so that's, so cool. that's, that's going to be a big game because it's two undefeated teams going at it. Minnesota wants to probably play spoiler. And then in three weeks from now, assuming Penn State like won that game, they would square off with Ohio State, which would be a top four, would be a top four um, game. So... I'm a little nervous about my pick uh, down the stretch, but I'm also pretty excited about it because it's like, what if Penn State runs the table and bounces Ohio State at the end of the season? And then you legitimize our entire That's, podcast. Yeah, bro. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but well, it's it's a lot of wishful thinking because that Ohio State team is so good, man. They might be, I mean, I, I call me crazy, but that Ohio State team might be better than Alabama, LSU, Clemson, like all of them. Like they just might. Mm. So. And that game remind me of the Jalen Hurts, right? Or no? Jalen Hurts is with at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. I'm picking the O's, the O's mix me up. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that you bring up a great point, like Heisman watch, right? right. Fave to win it. Yeah, I, I think right now it'd be hard. I, I mean, if the fin, if the season ended today, I think we'd have to give it to Joe Burrow, LSU's quarterback. He's been phenomenal this season. Tua, if if he hadn't gotten hurt, yeah, I probably would say he'd be right there neck and neck. But he got he's missed a couple games. Uh, sounds like he's going to play this weekend for that big game. So depending on how healthy he really is, that that's going to determine how you know how that game goes. There's like three guys from Ohio State that could win it. Yeah, Justin, no Chase Young. Yeah, Justin Fields. Justin Fields QB. Chase Young. He's a defensive end. Their running back, I think, has a legitimate shot. It's kind of looking from the outset, you know. J.K. JK Dobbins, yeah. We still got a lot of season left to play, but right now, I'm Burrow's got to be the favorite to win it. And I think that this game will probably tell us a lot about Joe Burrow. Like, if he comes out and gets the job done against an Alabama team, that's a you know that's a rivalry game. I think that that will help solidify his. The high, you know, his Heisman. high, his high Heisman candidacy even more. Um, but again, you know, we're all we're just talking about something that hasn't happened yet. So yeah. we, you know, and there's we're about halfway through the 
college football season as well. Little little further, yeah. yeah actually, two thirds maybe. I think, yeah, we've got four weeks left of football, depending on who's playing. What's the last game of the season? Isn't it always like oh, Army, yeah. Army Navy? Yeah, yeah. Like in like December, typically it's like the first week. The like first week because. Apple Cups the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yeah, Apple Cups uh, actually, no, it's the weekend of Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is late this year. It is late this year. It's about a week later than it typically is. Maybe Thanksgiving's on the 27th and the game's on the 29th, but anyways. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Pac-12? I mean, the only team in the top 25 is Oregon. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, look, they're they're in the top 10. Well, Utah's... Eight too. Yeah, I was. So I don't think either one of those teams is going to be, unless something drastically happens with like a huge mix-up with those top five teams, everybody losing a game in the next three four weeks. I don't see how you let one a Pac-12 team in strength of schedule wise. Yeah, and and I'm a you know I'm a Pac-12 kid. You are too. Like it's. It, it it sucks saying that, but I just don't think that an Oregon is going to match up well with a Clemson, an Alabama, an LSU, hell, even a Penn State, maybe. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, I just, I just don't. And I know I'm going to judge it off of. Uh, this is what I'm going to base it off of. WSU has a, a good fo- a good football program, or at least they did last year. We've struggled this year. Mm-hmm. We went down to Autzen Stadium and lost by what two? They kicked the like last second field goal to, or they kicked a field goal with. Let me pull it up. A small amount of time remaining to win the game. And granted, that might have been the best that Washington State had played all year, but you're. I don't, we always play the Ducks tough, at least yeah. like in the la- in the last like five years we have, and we've had their number for a while. Uh, but we were fourteen point dogs in that game. Yeah, and we covered. Yeah, I-, I see that, and I I say, well, Oregon has flaws, right? Yes, because Washington State is not the caliber of any of those top four or top five teams. No. And I'm a kook. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, being it's just being honest. I mean, they got trounced by Utah. And then they've been competitive in all their other games, but you're still losing. So the only fun we've had is against Colorado <laughs> and Nevada, New Mexico State. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Keep it on football? Yeah, I mean, we might as well. We've been talking football already. Let's move yeah. on to the uh, the professional side. The fun, the talk fun a, football. Talk a now. little NFL and yeah. – uh, Maybe take a look at the division leaders. You the, got the division st- leaders, got, episode ten. <laughs> Sorry. You got the uh, you got the standings pulled up, man. Yeah, I do. I believe. Um, got any second half predictions while we're pulling them up? Second half. Well, we were talking a little bit before, and I, that's the only standings I don't have. I have NHL, NBA, and college. Hold on. No worries. I'll let you uh, pull them up. Second half predictions. I think that I hope. Well, I'm, this is hopeful predictions. I hope the Patriots fall from grace a little bit. <laughs> um, we all do, right? Yeah. I, it's been a fun as heck season. If you've been paying attention to the Hawks, they have they have been doing kind of their give you a heart attack every game thing that yeah, we're used to. Yeah. But I like 
like we were talking about the strength of schedule. We got a tough schedule coming up, but man, even if you like your point was, even if we split those games, this season is a success. Yeah, like, this I season mean, is great. Yeah, look, it's not an easy schedule, but and and I saw something earlier um, this week where like. And it was like an ESPN report, I believe, that said the Seahawks have the, you know, hardest remaining schedule of any team in the league. And I started to look at that. Although it's tough, I'm like, well, let me go look at something else. I'm like, I think I'm going to start within the division and I'm going to look at the Niners schedule. It's a good one. The Niners are 8-0. The only undefeated team left in the NFL. But if you pull up their schedule and you look at who they play these next eight weeks, it is not a cakewalk by any means. In fact, I think it's harder than it is for the Seahawks. Yep. Yep. Um, if you compare the home and road stuff, especially I mean, within the division. Look at, look at who they have to play. Look at who the 49ers have to play. Playing us on they, Monday. They play us on Monday. Okay. And granted, that's a home game, so... Good for them. Good for them. But then the but then they okay. So then they go the Cardinals. All right, all right. Cardinals probably a very winnable game. Let's look at the let's look what happens after that though. Packers, Ravens, Saints. They could lose all three of those games. Yep. Very. I mean, like, and we'll find out a lot about both teams on Monday night between the C, between yes. the Seahawks and the Niners. But yeah. like. I just look, and then they after the Saints game, they play Atlanta, who is not a good team, but we know Atlanta can throw, 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 and yes. it could end up being one of those games where, like you know, it's closer than it should be, and maybe they edge it out, or maybe the Falcons dog them, you know, like yeah. But then they finish with the Rams and then the Seahawks, yep. and so I I don't see how like. This that Seattle's schedule is is harder than the Niners. If you go look at Seattle's schedule, like we got, we're on the road or on the road against the Niners Monday Night Football. Okay, that's a tough game. Then uh, we go to Philadelphia, which all road games are tough, but I think Philadelphia is a very beatable team, and that's prime time again. Yeah, but then we get the Vikings at home, tough game. Don't get me wrong, prime time, prime time. The Rams on the road, tough game. Don't get me wrong. Primetime again. So that's four primetime games in a row. The Panthers, okay, um, that's on the road, but what did the Niners just do to the Panthers? Right. Like, I think that we're, and again, we'll find out on Monday night who's really that good, but I think that that's a very winnable game. Like, I, I, th- I would rather play the Panthers than the Packers. Let's just put it that way. Hell yeah. Hell Let's yeah. just put it that way, and especially with the like the past that we've had with the Packers, yes. and, like the fail Mary and I, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that like, rivalry it's, 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 was. It's a all. Rough it's, one. it's still there's still kind of this rivalry to yeah. that. So I would much rather play the Panthers than the Packers, and I kind of view the Vikings like I viewed the Saints, and we lost yes. to the Saints, but Saints could have went to the Super Bowl last year. Right, a good team. I'm not afraid of the Cardinals, and. See that last game of the season, Niners Hawks in it's Seattle. Gonna, like it's gonna, be so it's gonna it's gonna determine a lot. I mean, it could very well determine the division. It could very well determine a first round buy. Yep. Um, and watch I just, them change that to a primetime game. Too. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure they will. I, I it'll get flexed. Those games 
typically too do. good. Yeah, it's just it's if they're just, both winning, dude, yeah. that's gonna be it's and then right it, back to twenty thirteen. And then it very well could be one of those things where maybe it doesn't matter for either team. Like yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, that, yeah. Nothing like the, that game might not have implications at all, depending on what what happens. You know, the first fifteen weeks or the re- remaining part of. Yep. The next seven weeks, so um, yeah, that's that's some interesting stuff. I I, I think that uh, you know Seattle's got their work cut out for them. The Niners have their work cut out for them, um, and the Rams are just kind of sitting there like lurking, you know, like, yeah, ready yeah. to pounce, you know, like they've yeah. been there before. So that's the team that's probably could be the most dangerous right now because they got they. Go to the Steelers. They host the Bears. They host the Ravens. Yeah, they got a. They go got. They got a. They got more of a cakewalk than anybody. Their the toughest. Cowboys. Their toughest game is the Ravens and the Cowboys for the yep. next. Yep. They're they're gonna and and us. They're gonna the roll the Steelers and they're probably gonna roll the Bears. So. Is they're at what right now? Where they? Show me the. They're five and three. I think. Okay. Yeah, man, the NFC West is always just so. What dicey. do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to happen with that NFC North? Right here. Oh man, who do you think is going to win that? Because we, I think we beat the Vikings on the road. No, that's a home game. That oh, we get them at home. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I think we beat them at home. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't change your doesn't change your, yeah. your your biased opinion, right? <laughs> so I think we take that one, and I think. But no, I'm saying like, what do you think? Like the NFC North, how do you think they oh, okay. will shape out at the end? Do you think that the Packers or Vikings are going to win that division? Oh, man, one game apart right now. They're. Have they already played each other once? I don't know. I wish you would show me their conference record. Oh, they did. That was a close game. Packers got the best of them the early first in time. the season, second week of the season. So twenty-one sixteen. So I think, but that's at that's going to be at Minnesota. Okay, I think Minnesota edges them out. I yeah, think and so. then the Vikings get the Bears the very last week of the season. Who the Packers have the very last week of the season? Probably the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. They do. So the Packers got. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. They're. Packers, they got the Niners, Chargers, or, or they go to the Panthers. Oh, the, the they, they have the such a cakewalk schedule compared. Yeah, outside of do. the Niners and the Vikings game, they're gonna they're I probably know. gonna win the every Giants, one of those games. Redskins, Bears, yeah, and, yeah. So, well, all right, never mind. That's gonna be a what tough about? Division okay, to watch. so let's 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 switch over to um. Well, l- let's look at the uh, rest of the NFC before we skip ahead of the AFC. I just want to see something. South, yeah, Saints. Saints I think the Saints man. have the uh, the South kind of wrapped up. The Eagles bo- and the, yeah, the Eagles and Cowboys. That's always. Uh, we'll see what happens. That's the that's that silver linings playbook matchup. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be the conference to watch besides ours is the Packers and the Vikings. Well, in the NFC, yeah, for sure. Yeah, AFC. I mean, obviously, we're not gonna. The Bills are. An impressive six and two, man. Yeah, there's no slouch. I mean, so they're, they're probably gonna get in because you look at everybody else. Unless the Bills have a really bad second half of the season, they're probably gonna be a playoff team. Right. You got so far. It looks like Colts and Texans are kind of trying to win their division. Ravens look like they're gonna seal it up on their own because they've been playing so good. 
Chiefs are I think well West. and look what the Ravens did to the Pats. Yeah. 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 I t- I and I said that's one I, of our I, losses. I, I, yeah, it's one of our losses too. I said after the Ravens I I said this to a couple buddies that I have a group text message with. I said after the Seahawks lost to the Ravens, I said we probably just lost the best team in the AFC. Yeah. And and I I go and yeah, the Pats are undefeated, but I could totally see the Ravens beating the Pats. Yeah. Their defense is just so good, dude. Like they have probably the best defense in the league. And or it's at least it's at least MVP, right? yeah, it's at least gelling at the right time. Uh they've got a quarterback who's are, you know, in the MVP conversation right now. Yep. Um he can do so much on his feet. It's crazy. He's so fun to watch. He like he might be the he might be the next Mike Vick, man. Like it's yeah. it's he's like a he's dude. He's shaping up to be yes a really good uh really good asset and dual threat quarterback for and the I like watching him. I like watching his passion for the game against us. Like yeah, you know we got they got some uh false starts or delay games and stuff and he was jumping up and down getting on map then right. he, he composed himself pretty quick after that like that stadium rattles people yeah he's um yeah he's gonna be fun to watch yeah it's so cool to see mahomes and him in the afc kind of like as tom brady obviously like the law of physics is that he has to slow down at some point yeah and like to be able to have these pillars like that it's gonna be fun to watch totally there were some trades that happened yeah. before deadline day, and then some some uh, some acquisitions that happened recently there too. Was, that, dude. Uh, but uh, I figured it'd be it'd be uh, cool to just kind of highlight some of that stuff. Cool. That uh, you know is is certainly going to have effects for the teams where these individuals land. Um, some will have immediate impacts, and some won't have impact for quite some time, or maybe any at all. Like. Yeah, Akib Talib was like a cap casualty. Yeah. Uh, during the deadline, the Rams traded him to Miami, which was a bit of a head scratcher. But but they picked up Jalen. Would they had yeah Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey sorry. had had gotten traded there, so I think that they were kind of thinking, yeah, cap space, aging vet, um, Jalen's kind of the future, um, and they got a good secondary, so they just probably felt like they could they could do it without him and i get it leonard williams got traded uh he just had to pack his bags and take a taxi ride across town nice Uh, nice (laughs) went from uh went from uh the jets to the giants uh kenyon drake i don't know if you saw that but he got traded from miami to arizona and last week he went off i didn't see that uh, like immediate impact now granted david johnson and Chase Edmonds were both hurt. Oh, okay. But like he went off for like 140 some yards, and I don't know, it was a, maybe a touchdown or something like that. Dude, you might have to stat check me on that one. Right. I can't All remember right. for sure. But Michael Bennett, former Seahawk, got yeah. traded from the Pats to the Boys. Yeah. He's now uh, saw him play a little bit. The Is other that where night they're on... from? Are they from Texas? Uh, yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bennett ended up. Uh, Hopefully, he's happy there. I, I, they needed some more help on the defensive line, and it's it's a good, it's probably a good move. Emmanuel Sanders uh, ended up uh, a Niner before deadline day, so Denver traded Emmanuel Sanders to San Francisco. He looks like he had a good game. 
He did. Yeah, he went off for 112 yards and a touchdown in his debut. So pretty Can't ask for much more than pretty, that. Pretty solid. Mohamed Sanu got uh, acquired by the Patriots via trade uh, from Atlanta. You're right on Kenyon Drake. 110 yards, a touchdown. 110, uh, 143. Did he have any receiving yards? Oh, yeah, yeah there it is. Yards. Boom. There you go. So it was like 160 yards. Ooh. I was off, but I knew that Still he went tore off. tore it up. Yeah, Sanu, uh, Mo Sanu ended up with the Patriots, and he already had an impact, too. I think that. Yeah. Yep. 81 yards. Yep, 10 catches. 10 catches for 81 yards and touchdown. Mo Sanu, dude, you throw that guy the ball, he'll catch everything. Yep. Good fit for the Pats. Yeah. Uh, Quandre Diggs got traded a couple weeks ago to Seattle. Safety, starting safety from Detroit. A lot of fans and people within the organization in Detroit were not happy about that no, trade. They he were was, furious. Uh, he was uh, a big loss for them. It's I'm happy to have him as a Seahawk fan, but it. Uh, I know like Darius Slay, their starting corner, was upset about it. Yeah. There was there was like numerous guys that went to Twitter that were just like, "What is yes. this?" Um, yes. So, unfortunate for the Detroit, but great for Seattle because it's a position game. we're in need of. And he can play both corner and safety. So, it'll be, it'll be cool to see like where they put him in or slot him in. I'm hoping, you know, we battled some injuries and just kind of figuring out our identity in the secondary, you know, the first half of the season that maybe we can gel the second half. Yes. We can have like a healthy Quandre Diggs, Bradley McDougal, Shaq. You know, yeah, the way Shaq's been playing. The way Shaq's been playing. Um, and then get some... Uh, and who knows, Marquise Blair has played real well mm-hmm. since he's gotten his opportunities yeah. as well. So yeah, he is. They, it just kind of depends on what they want to do. But um, I'm excited to see how the secondary handles things because for the first half of the season, I would say it's probably been our Achilles heel. We're missing Earl. We're missing yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're getting we're getting beat left and right, and uh, it's just it's uncommon to see how many like passes that are getting completed in that area of the field than <laughs> I know we're dude. used to seeing. So well, like the Falcons, the Bucks, like Mike Evans was torching us, and right. the Falcons, Julio Jones is torching us. And it's right. just like, dude, yeah, Shaq can only do so much. Yeah, it's uh. It's but, the truth. It's an outrage. It's an outrage, bro. <laughs> but on the offensive side of the ball, we're talking about the Hawks. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to talk about the little pickup we had? Yeah, dude. It's not a little pickup, man. It's a big like, pickup. This is like, this could virtually turn the Seattle receiving core into the best receiving core in the league. In the league, right Assuming now. it pans out the way it should, or the, what we're hopeful for. Yeah. Uh, Josh Gordon was let go by the Patriots, and Seattle absolutely put a waiver claim in for that, for him. And so he is a Seahawk. He has been practicing this yep. week, yep, and he will be playing on Monday night. Uh, so, <laughs> what uh, just... for at least well, that's what I'm hearing. So uh, I'm excited. I mean, especially the way with the way DK Metcalf has come into his own. He's uh-huh. he's he's absolutely proving that like. I mean, shoot, we could have taken him in the first round, and like we would have, I would have been happy with that now. But the fact that we got him when we did is absolutely showing his value oh. as a receiver. Tyler Lockett is insane. Insane. I th- insane. Like, I did not... If you asked me at the beginning of the season, you said, Tyler Lockett will be a top four receiver through the first half of the season. 
in 2019, I would have said, probably not. Yeah. Maybe top 10, not top five, though. And right now, I think he's like fourth in receiving yards. Dude, he is absolutely, him and Russ are making the most beautiful plays. It's crazy. You've man. ever seen in football. They, and it's just nuts how much speed they have between Metcalf and him. And now Gordon, like you add Gordon to that picture. Oh, it's out of control. And really, like David Moore hasn't played bad either. No. Like David has played a good role. Like, and you know who I'm really excited about? And I hope he just becomes like maybe like our go to tight end. Jacob Hollister is yeah. a stud. Yeah. He is a he's... stud, man. He's not huge, but that kid will catch anything that comes his way and he'll make a freaking play, dude. Yeah. Um, Everybody's been stepping up. It's, it's been crazy. Yeah. Like we're, losing Will was brutal. Yeah. Because that made us like uns, Well, Yeah. And you think about that. It's like, okay, had he not gotten hurt, like where would, where would Will be as a tight end? Tight right end, now. like rankings wise and statistically now halfway through the season. I mean, he could have been up there with like the Travis Kelsey's of the yeah, world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a, a bold statement, but the way he was playing Dude, he ball was catching and, and like the way Russ was connecting with him was insane. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm excited to have Josh Gordon. I really hope that it works out. I hope that. Seattle always seems to be that place where, like, if it doesn't work out for guys elsewhere, they can turn those individuals into OKGs or what yep. they say are kind of guys, yep. right? Like, and I think that he will have great teammates around him. I've I've been reading stuff like what did Cassius Marsh just talked about, like being a Patriot and how miserable it was. Yeah, and the system that they run there, it's just their strict culture. It's like no one has fun. No one has fun playing football there. They asked Pete about it this week because he's gotten a few guys from the Patriots now, Jacob Hollister, Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they, they said, so what do they say when they, when they uh, show up and they're like, you know, part of the Seahawks organization? And he kind of chuckles and he goes, that they're happy to be here. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. because it's just, you can read online what Cassius Marsh has said about his experience in New England, but. He he basically just said he almost like well what it said in the article was that he basically went to Belichick called him out and said like just cut me man like this is not, you're having me do things that aren't aren't me like yeah. this is not what I, you know this is not what I was told that you were gonna have me do or like I'm you know it just system fit like. It was just weird. Square, they started, they square started, pegs in the circle uh, hole. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, at the end of the day, you're, you're being paid a, a handsome salary. Your coach asks you to do something, you do it. But if you get to the point where it's like, this is not a fit for you or I, yeah. clearly ba- look at it. Like yeah. it's, not a, it's not working out for either one of us. Then let me go yeah, and let me go find, find a home where it's going to be a good fit for both of us. Exactly. And, and that's, that's the thing is like, Look what the Patriots have done with players, man. They'll take you, use you to win a championship because that's their culture. Like, they want to win a championship. And I'm not saying that that's terrible. Like, at the end of the day, you want to win championships. Yep. And if it's a strict culture, it's a strict culture. But I do agree that at some point, if football's not fun and you're questioning whether you're going to play the sport anymore when you're still that young and able to, yeah. Like, and you're not questioning it because it's like, 
hey, I've had too many concussions or like I've had too many injuries. You're just like, I'm not having fun. Then, then that's where it's kind of like, you know, good for Cassius Marsh drawing the line. Good for these guys that like are like, you know what? I'm not going to buy into this system. They're like, they they want to go win a championship. Great, they're going to do it without me. You know, like yeah. So it, it's just a it's such polar opposite. Totally, and it's totally. It, it works like the proofs in the pudding. They've won plenty of championships, but man, it it just it it like simply that. It's just I don't. I'm having fun playing football at right. all. I'm not, there's right. no fun to be had in this organization. Well, and think about like when you when you played fo- football for the first time, you played it because it was what? Because it was cool. Fun, yeah. cool, competitive. Yeah. You enjoy doing it, yeah. right? And then some people are fortunate to make a career out of it. Right. Right? But they're still doing it because they're, make, they're, they're, they're having fun. Yeah. They love the game. And they're also making a handsome salary. Yeah. So they... Checking all the boxes. It all, yeah, you know? and it, and it, yeah, and you're gonna, your performance is gonna suffer if you're like constantly like, why is he having me in this role? If right, like, this isn't my role. Right, set so, him up to succeed. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Who's gonna win the MVP, man? Dude, it's so if we're not picking Russ, let's let's go with that. I think, I think if the Ravens still play the way they're playing, I think I'm gonna take Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um let's go with the top the top. You think five. statistically Mahomes could still win it even at, though he's been injured for three games? I don't I don't or like think the he last should few be games. able to. I think part of the MVP is that you, you gotta be healthy the yeah. entire season. I would and, I would and agree you can't too. Help that sometimes. But I mean statistically if you're better than everybody else and you missed a few games, like then the arguments then, Yeah, then it's true. That's a good point. I you know if we're not picking Russ, I would say McCaffrey. The guy's oh, just—he's so electric. He's so electric, man. He That's can a do, good one. He can do it all. He can ten. He could catch ten passes a game for you and still run for a hundred and fifty, like. And your fantasy team would be very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, your as a fantasy owner, you'd be very happy about that. But he's just so dynamic, and he can do it all. Yeah, he can do it all, and he's living up to the hype. In college, they they talk about well, is he big? Is he big enough? And it's like, dude. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he can do it all, and he can do it all in style. So, I I think that, you know, if the Panthers can continue to put together some wins, you know, by the end of the season and get into the playoffs, like, dude, if they got how many rushing yards does he have? Because he's not leading the league in rushing yards right now, isn't Dalvin Cook? I would also be interested to see how many receiving yards he has. Ten touchdowns already. 881 rushing yards, correct? Yep, 881 so far. 10 rushing touchdowns. Okay, let's go look at receiving. Scroll down. 363 receiving yards on 42 catches, 3 touchdowns receiving. 363. Finished with 867 I mean, he's on pace to maybe might match that. His yards per catch is up from last year. Average, that's all based on 16 games. This is based on eight, so. Yeah, man, he's already got 13 TDs. 
How many did he have total in 2018? Seven. Seven and six. six. 13. He already has as many touchdowns as he had all of last year combined statistically. Yeah, that's that's pretty killer. No fumbles. And he ran for 1,000 or 1,100 yards last year. Almost 1,100 yards. Dude, yeah. I mean, that's your he's, pick. he's, he's going to have... I could see him having close to... Close to like 1,900, 2,000 yards, potentially, by the end of the season, all-purpose yards. Yep. And maybe like, he already has 13 TDs. Let's go like seven more, one a game. Yeah. Yeah. 20 TDs. Pretty legit, man. That's solid, dude. That's super solid. That's nasty. NHL? Yeah. The NHL is back about 16 games into the season. My Buffalo Sabres were off to a really quick start. They've cooled off a little bit since then, but they are they still look good. They're third in the uh, Atlantic Division, uh, just a game behind the Maple Leafs. And uh, they've got just some good young players. I'm stoked about Sabres hockey, I'll tell you that. Jump They're, on the bandwagon now. Yeah, right? no, jump on the bandwagon now. <laughs> but yeah, the division leaders, Washington is uh, leading the Metropolitan Division. Uh, Boston is leading the Atlantic Division, so just a few games ahead of uh, the Sabres. In the West, uh, St. Louis is off to a solid, solid start at uh, 11-3. and Looks like they've struggled in overtime. If they get to overtime, they... Uh, is that overtime losses? Or correct, three? yeah. So uh, they've been to three overtime games and lost them... Most Looks like they've division. lost them all. Yeah, they've lost all of them. <laughs> and overtime, they're not great this year. Uh, but that can change. It's early in the season. In the Pacific, Edmonton looks awesome. They, I think they had, uh, at one point, like two of the top scorers in like the league uh, to start off the season. Um, I'm pretty sure that's still the case. But there's, there's definitely... Um, Stats or hot starts from guys in the league that are just setting the world on fire. David Pasternak leading the league in points, nice thirty, and he already has fifteen goals. So at this rate, I mean, you do the math. He could be, could be on pace for a pretty pretty big year. Pretty is it setting any records or anything like that? Um, not quite what, there. We should look that up. This All is right. a sports podcast, so this we should is, look. What is the uh, single season goal. Okay, yep, that's correct. Wild. Get out of here, Miranda Lambert. Pop up. <laughs> Gretzky with ninety-two oh, goals. Awful. Ninety-two goals. I would have imagined it would have been him. I just didn't know what the actual number was. Ninety-two. That's insane, man. They play eighty games. Because he did, he he has the most twice, so he broke his own record, right? And in the year that he had eighty-seven goals, which was oh no, he set the record in eighty-one and eighty-two. I can't get rid of this pop-up. I'm sorry, man. Let me go to a different one. No, don't worry about it. Right here. 
Well, it's these sites with their horrible formatting, <laughs> their ad blocks. Or their It's all good. Whatever. What we know is that Gretzky <laughs> holds the record twice. Did had ninety two goals in the eighty one eighty two season and then eighty seven in the eighty three eighty four season. Yeah. So that's, that's why he pretty got some, incredible. Got some Sega Genesis games, bro. That's right. That's right. All right. Um, else? Yeah, assists. Brad Marchand leads the league in assists uh, with 18. And Mark andre Fleury of the Las Vegas Knights has uh, nine wins um, in goal. So okay, those are kind of your stat leaders or hot starts for the NHL season. I like it. And uh, we'll be talking more about the NHL throughout yeah. uh, you know, this season and, and into 2020. Obviously, we talked about it, I think, probably in like episode four or five a lot because um, playoff hockey was was happening at that time. And that was just it was just fun to watch. It like, was playoff, fun. playoff hockey was so much fun to watch. The Avalanche, that team was incredibly fun to watch. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be cool to see, you know, if there's any one of those, you know, those sleeper teams because playoff hockey is just bonkers. Yeah, it's it. it it's unlike, like I said, it's unlike any other playoff format yep. in professional sports. You just, the eight seed can easily knock off the one seed, and you just don't see that in most nope. professional sports. So. No, I mean, NBA playoffs, we talk about NBA, it's like, dude, whatever you call that round, but man, it's not going to happen in the right. NBA. Right. And in the NFL, like a wild card team going all the way through is just like, who did the Giants did that one year to the Patriots? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. that's one that one example. NBA, yeah. Mba, how do you feel about? Have you been watching it at all? A little bit, just just a tad. I haven't watched much because I know it obviously just started here in October. Um, I did see that Zion made his debut and already got hurt. Yeah, sucks. which sucks. Um, but you know he's a man. he's got time. He's, he's a man. He's got time. He'll be fine. And um, they'll play again core. this season. Uh, I, gosh, dude, I know that the Warriors are like gonna scratch and claw to make the playoffs this year, probably. Oh, I know that's crazy. It's it's weird, isn't it? Like it's when well, like their first game in their new stadium or something like that for the regular season. The it's arena, like, yeah. wasn't even remotely in resembling of what they had in Oakland. It's like you need that, right? In the NBA, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. need that. Yeah, that's so. I feel I kind of feel bad for him just because like pretty rapid fall from grace, and like with KD leaving, with Clay being hurt, it's kind of like it shines so much light on Steph and Draymond. It's like, and I mean, I, Draymond's Draymond, but Steph has been like the household name for the better yeah. part of. I know we're not going to see him for like what three months. Yeah, it's just like, dude. Which and like so, it's like going to be the what the D'Angelo Russell show for like know. you know, but I look, I'm optimistic, and I'm a little. This is, might be wishful thinking too. I still think that like if they can play 500 ball while Steph's out, you know, like that'll that's respectable ball that will get them into the playoffs. Yeah, and then if Clay comes back, you know. Completely different team. Completely different team. Assuming he comes back like healthy and it's not like, yeah, we're kind of pushing him along. But that's like, a, that's a team that you're not like, okay, they could be like the sixth seed going into the playoffs. But like, 
be the most dangerous succeed in that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. With all the experience. So all the oh, they've been there. But also they've also got there, so it's like whatever. Houston looks good. Houston, man. <laughs> I know I know you don't like Houston, but <laughs> Houston looks good. That's good. I mean, cool. I, the Lakers look real good. Yeah, they look so fun. It was crazy seeing Dwight Howard out there, man. Yeah, he's turned with his, it up. with his with his little dread, yeah, frosted tip dreads. Yeah, I yeah. It, they they. It's kind of crazy to see him and Anthony Davis on the floor crazy, at the same time, dude. dude. They look massive. McGee's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if Boogie was out there too, it'd just be like, what is going on? Dude? Right. Like, how many centers you fools need? <laughs> but I love it. I mean, it's watching. Watching LeBron be able to just be like, eh, mm-hmm. pass this off. Yeah. It's it's that time for him in his career. He can't do it all by himself. This isn't the Miami Heat anymore where he, yeah. he is Dwayne Wade and that's it. Yeah. It's like, dude. But they look good. They look strong. They're fun to watch. You know who's who's back, dude? Gordon Hayward is back. Is he? Dude. Oh, yeah. He dropped 39 the other night. All right. I think that Kyrie, I know Kyrie's your boy, but I think Kyrie kind of held Gordon back a little bit. Well, I I can I can definitely admit he's clearly not a like locker room like Yeah, isn't he already has isn't he already there's already like rumors that he's like there's he's just acting a fool in Brooklyn, isn't he? Are you serious? That's what I heard. Toad. Kevin's not even going to be able to get to play yet and Kyrie's already going <laughs> to implode this team, dude. I know I the, the I love Kyrie because watching him play is like man you just don't really see people move like that at yeah. that size against everybody else. But is Boston at the top? Yeah, they're yeah. winning. How's Kemba? I haven't. I'm sure Kemba's fine, but I've, I'm now that Kemba's a Celtic. Like that's who they re, that's who they replaced Kyrie with. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because they still have Brown. Scroll down. And Jason more. and Tatum's still there. There he is, Kemba Walker. Yeah, Boston. What's he uh, averaging so far a game? Is he going to tell me up here? 24 games so far, bro? Pretty solid. Good, good, good move by Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing good. They that have, might be that might be a better fit for Gordon too, because like remember yeah. he was coming off like we had the terrible injury, and then he was yeah. basically playing six man all year last year, which is yeah. hey, that's not a bad six man by any means, best no. six man probably in the league. But now you get him on the floor more in the starting role, working with Kemba, some, some of the other guys. Like, yeah, that Boston team should be fun to watch again this year. Yeah, that's good, good for them, man. Because I like I loved Kyrie, but I also liked. Smart. I like Brown. I like Tatum. I yeah. like that whole. I mean, and Baines was there. That was even fun, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it's their core is kind of like the, you know the Pelicans. You have enough guys that can play together long enough. Like, totally. Dude. So they're yeah. That's a. It's cool to see them taking that conference for sure. Um, but the uh, what do you think of the Clippers, man? So I watched that first game of the year. Where are they at? Right. They're fifth. Here, yeah. They're five and three. You know, they beat LA. Um but it was a Clippers home game, even though it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still in the Staples Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's probably more Lakers fans at the moment, maybe, but the, I I saw I looked at the stands in that game though, and it looked like it was actually mostly well because 
guess who gets the tickets first? The season ticket holders of the Clippers. Gotcha. So so every time they're gonna yeah. Get to- so like when it, when it's the Lakers' home turn, like you'll see a lot more Lakers fans there for sure. Okay. But um, I noticed there was a lot more like blue and white and red. You did in, notice that? Yeah, in the stands, I was kind of like, well, I kind of see some gold here and there, but. I think the Clippers and Lakers fans probably are like, I'm not gonna give you my or sell you my season tickets. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna sell <laughs> you, you got a pair Kyrie of this year. Yeah. Man. <laughs> or not Kyrie, we got LeBron. Yeah, and uh, we got Kawhi this Kawhi, year. Kawhi, yes, <laughs> dude. But Kawhi, 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 Kawhi. Yeah, <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, bro. Dude. <laughs> They, I read something. People are mad about him. Kaiwi Leonard. Kaiwi, Kaiwi, Kaiwi Leonard. Kaiwi Leonard. Dude, <laughs> people are mad about him sitting a little bit, but isn't that what he did last year for Toronto? Kawhi Irving? Kawhi Irving. <laughs> Dude, um, I, 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 you know, I, I can't, I can't count them out. Like, they'll be good, man. They're gonna be they'll right be there. They were one of the better defensive teams last year too, and they just added like arguably one of the best defensive players and players all in, around players in, in, the in the game. So, yeah, is they'll Paul be... George back or is he still hurt? I don't. I, th- uh, I think he's still hurt. Well, he was hurt in that first game, wasn't he? He wasn't. Yeah. He didn't play in that nope. game, so I don't think he's back yet. I have to look though. There he is, right there on the right. No minutes played. Yep. So he's still out. I mean, so early, but how long is he supposed to be out, Dina? I don't know. I don't even know what his injury is. Who has been recovering from shoulder surgery? Okay, so he'll be back soon. He'll be back. He'll be back, and they're gonna be scary as hell. But I mean, Lakers are wasting no time. That's my pick for the Western Conference. I think. Yeah, I would. No doubt. I would say you're you're on to something pretty, there. Pretty safe bet. How about those Phoenix Suns at five and two, man? They're yeah. really playing their <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they're five and two. That's astonishing. Le- leading their division. I mean, I guess they did, you know, when you when you've been so terrible for so long you get all these, you know, top, top three picks. And eventually Eventually something's gonna happen, you know, like Oh, uh, Ja Morant, he's playing pretty badass lately. He, to... he plays for Phoenix, right? Is that... Is that... Or it, no, he... Memphis, right? I think you're right. It's Memphis. Yeah. Well, I knew Ja would be good. That guy's just a facilitator, man. He can do it all. Solid. Yeah. Solid. All right. Um, Some exciting news coming out of the Northwest, man. Oh, yeah. Here From the uh, world football, a.k.a. football. Football. A.k.a. soccer to us. Soccer. Here in, soccer here <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> uh, the Seattle Sounders are off to MLS Cup after their 3-1 defeat. Over LAFC, who was favored to go to MLS Cup, like they were the best team. My boss in the was telling West. me that he was telling me that they were. All they year have the uh, they have the MV- they have the MVP of the league too, Carlos Vela. 
So they got they're furious right now. Uh, yeah, they did not play well on the road, mind you, too. They were uh, damn. Or, or uh, Seattle played well on the road. LAFC was at home. They did not play well at home. Oh, they didn't play well at home. Yeah, Seattle. So they choked. Sto- yeah, they choked. Yeah, they choked. Oh. Um, Much Nico Ladero and Raul Ruiz Diaz both had goals in the win. They played lights out. Both of those guys were incredible that evening. I watched the whole match and was ecstatic. I immediately created a calendar invite and sent it to Drew. Nice. I was like, we're going to watch that game on Sunday, November 10th. It's this Sunday. It's yeah. this Sunday, yeah. MLS Cup, Seattle will face Toronto FC, and I believe what is a rematch from a couple MLS Cups ago. Uh, Dude, so what a sh- weekend we got. Or, well, I guess Monday night's the Seattle-San Francisco game. Yeah, Monday night's the Seattle game. Seattle-San Francisco on Monday night football. Sunday is Seattle Sounders versus uh, Toronto FC for MLS Cup. That starts at noon. Yeah. I think we're going to watch it at Mirando's. Mirando's. Dollar tacos, bro. Dollar tacos. <laughs> It's good. It's a good taco price, man. I know. I'm just. I'm sure the beers are like going to be five bucks. That's just how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. You get some way or another. They're going to get you. Yeah, but it's uh, it's cool because it's actually uh, the I think the owners or the family's Peruvian. Oh, okay. So it's like, it's like, you know, there's Mexican food, Peruvian food. They have like all sorts of dishes. But uh, Raúl Ruiz Diaz is from Peru. So cool. that's why, like, it's like the watch party place for it's the gonna be cracking. So it should be pretty cool. That's yeah. fun, man. Yeah. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to check it out. And on Saturday, moving closer to the week, mm-hmm. we have the uh, Zabit Calvin. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, fight. yeah. That's gonna be. We can jump into MMA? Yeah, I mean, right. we might as well, since we're kind of talking about everything that's going on this weekend, and yeah. MMA just came up. You're right. We should probably start, though, and do a quick review of the BMF. One like, of the best cards of the year. Best card of the year. One of the best cards of the year, for sure. Yeah. Definitely one of the best cards. UFC 244? Yeah, should we start from the... Um, I'll pull it up. The, uh, the beginning of the main card and finish with the end of it? Sure. I was um, not surprised to see Kevin Lee. Uh, Knock out Gillespie? Gil- yeah. Gillespie. I, I mean, I had Gregor winning that fight. Me and too. I thought I thought it was because Kevin was going to test his wrestling. And I, thought, I think Gregor was going to get a, the better of him because they're both come from wrestling background. Well, Kevin's a big 155er. He always struggles with right, that weight cut a little right. bit. Yeah, but then when he just nailed him with it that perfect freaking head kick, it was like round one KO <laughs> head kick. It reminded me of when um, Marias, right? Marlon Marias hit Jimmy Rivera. Yeah, it sounded the same too. Did you go back and listen I, to it? So I wasn't watching the fights with sound on. Oh, it was gnarly, dude. It sounded like but the I same saw, thing, dude. But you know when like you take away one sense and it it mm-hmm. heightens the others. Mm-hmm. Visually, the fights were insane. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and it was funny with some of the people who were watching. They were like freaking out, but yeah, no, that was um, that looked and just the way he folded. Luckily, oh, he was just like. Luckily, he hit the fence. Like that yeah. saved him from another KO right, on right. the mat. Yeah. Um. So it did take him a while to get up. 
That was scary. He, I mean, he like I thought for a second. I'm like, man, he might have broke his jaw or something, or like fractured. When even something. when he was up, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't there for yeah. a while. So, yeah, Gregor looked way smaller than Kevin Lee. Oh yeah, but that that's pretty typical in that weight class. Like yeah. Kevin always just makes the weight cut and then just throws he, it on. He went up to welterweight for the Dos Anjos fight, right? I think so. And got his butt kicked, and they went back down. Yeah, this is. Ayakinta. I mean, he's the like, he's the epitome of why there needs to be a sixty-five, a 65 one sixty-five pound class. Yeah, because yeah. in the UFC, it bounces from lightweight, which is one fifty-five, to welterweight, which is one seventy-five or one seventy. One seventy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Put that to one seventy-five, and then put. Right. But it goes to go one seventy, one eighty, or it goes middleweight one yeah, eighty-five. No, it, it jumps by fifteen again. So after so after forty-five, it jumps to fifty-five. Tens, right? It goes. Mm, it does tens. tens all the way to fifty-five, and then it jumps fifteen to seventy, and fifteen to eighty-five, and then twenty, 20 to two hundred five. I guess that kind of makes sense. The bigger you get, but I mean, if it gets more popular, you get more people. Like, right? Come on. Come on. Like, I yeah. think Khabib should should debut the ones. I've said this for a while. I've said it to anybody who will listen. I think he should debut the one sixty-five class. Khabib. Yeah. Uh, and then what, retire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why would we give him that? Like, why would we let him debut the weight class know. and then just fucking fold? I don't know. Maybe he sticks around for a little while. Maybe it's the only reason he would stick around, you know? I don't know. I think that all that's left for Habib to accomplish is, like, a super fight. With St. Pierre. Like, well, not even like that. I think... Tony? Yeah. I think, like, going up to, like, 85 to fight somebody you know yeah like or 170 well yeah maybe 170 like make him fight usman or covington yeah bro like that that's, that's a I great fight i would i would love to see something like that or even dude even woodley man yeah, like woodley. i could i could see like woodley needs to get I back think on the that, horse man I, I think assuming woodley could come back the way we know he you know the of the old woodley like, or I should say the younger Woodley. If he came back, like, I think that he could out-wrestle Habib, and I know that he could outstrike him. Yeah. I know that he could outstrike him. So, that's... That's that. Yeah, I think that it's got to be some sort of super fight at a higher weight class. Something yeah. closer to what he walks around at. 165 is not enough. Yeah. He's just going to maul everybody yeah. in those weight classes, and it's not... You're not going to see him do what I think fans want to see, and that's like spectacularly knock somebody out. Yeah. You know? All right. All right. Who'd you pick on this Derek Lewis, Blagoy, Ivanov fight? Picked Ivanov. Oh, you did? All right. Yeah. That was a crazy fight. I was waiting for them to call that a draw. I did too. I was. It's so funny you say that because I was talking. I was talking to. Uh, all the guys I was watching the fights with. Yeah. I was like, I would not be surprised if this is a draw. It could so easily have been. I mean, the takedowns. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. Steven Thompson, Vicente, Luque. Who'd I called go? that one. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. I went you, back and forth, but I always... Picked Luque, didn't you? Yeah, I always tend to pick the young... You know, Here's the thing, man. He's still Steven Thompson. And he was way longer than him. Technic- he's a technician. Yeah. He is a technical fighter that 
understand space probably better than most in MMA. Yeah. And Luke got his licks in, but just by the, the attrition of the fight though, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, Kelvin Gaslam, Darren Till. I called Till. Good. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I never picked Kelvin and, but I thought, man, you came off the, the now champ Israel Adesanya. Right. That was one of the fights of the year. Yeah. Tough not to pick him with Till going. We've seen all these examples of people going up in a weight class. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's getting their ass kicked. Yeah. And so I was like, Till has been getting his ass kicked. And it's just like, dude, I used to be really high on him, but he, he fought a good fight. He, they, they said it really well. Like he was super, you didn't see the Darren Till of old. You saw a mm-hmm. patient, mm-hmm. like precise Darren Till that, understands he can't get into the like we're just gonna throw fists like Mm-mm. and see who drops first no. like that's not gonna work in 85 it's not gonna work at 205 like yeah. if you ever go up to 205 because he looked big at yeah 180. He, yeah he looked big and but he did an incredibly good job of understanding space and i think that kelvin always ha- struggles with the, the lengthier guys i mean yeah. he struggled with that with adesanya yep. like unless he gets it to the ground like He's gonna struggle with the striking side of things because he's, he's just not. Long, he's not. He's yeah. He's got to get inside. He's not long enough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I did. I did. Uh, did pick till. Um, nice. So, so you did that. good this card. I did pretty good. There was some. What about I the did, main event? I didn't get any of that right because oh. I. So I think I'm sitting. I was sitting in like eighth or something like that going into the, the like this card. Yeah. And so I only have a couple cards left, so I have to like mix it up in a way where it's like, what is the most unlikely circumstance to happen? In and if that happens, I'm just gonna I'm gonna you gotta get all it. the points. Yeah, I, mean, I got You know, I gotta pick it because I no one's out. So I picked Diaz submission fourth round because I'm like, yeah. no one's gonna pick the fourth round. Yeah, probably not gonna. Th- these guys, no one's. I mean, there's probably a couple people in the league that were like, "Yeah, maybe it'll end in a submission." And probably I pick, thinking, "I picked sub." Yeah, I th- I picked sub and I picked Diaz, and it wasn't because I wanted Jorge or Nate, like one or the other. I just wanted to see a good fight, and I thought, man, you know, if it comes down to the fourth or fifth round, like I'm not saying that Jorge doesn't have a good gas tank. But I know what Diaz brings to the table. Yeah, he does have and, a guess. And though. like, look, that's what people were upset about when the the fight got called with the cut. Like, Nate turns it on in the last two rounds in the championship rounds. He always turns it up. Like, yeah. that's kind of he settles in and he just he can grind things out. And that's where like guys get tired. Most yeah. guys get tired. Um, I'm glad that you know Jorge was like, yeah, let's run it back. You know, didn't agree with the stoppage. Uh, I know you agreed with the stoppage. I kind of thought that it's like, look, if it's if he goes out there and it's not like it's open, I think that's fine because you can put Vaseline on that, yeah, and and keep it from like. But he it wasn't like just pouring pouring blood. Like they right. cleaned that up and it it really it just kind of stopped. It was open. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was a gnarly cut. They always are gnarly though when it's Nate Diaz. Yeah. So I don't, are you good? Are you done? No, you can chime okay. in here. All right. So, cause, cause I don't think it was the cut. Like I, I think the cut was the technical way to stop the fight, but big Dan Mergliotta, I don't remember what round it was, but when they stood them back up, cause Nate got dropped 
is oh, yeah. at least once around. Yeah. And Jorge looked phenomenal. Right. And, and Nate hadn't won around. I'll tell you that. And he hadn't well, won he around. Hadn't even, I mean, it, it, even if he won the last two, I don't think he still, I think he still would have lost. I think he still would have lost. Yeah, he would. Uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, but. I think that you give him the opportunity totally. to go out there for at least the fourth round. Because what happens if, if he gets hit there again? Okay, it's probably going to bust up. It's going to be, uh, there's going to be enough blood. And I mean, yeah, our, we're, we got to protect fighters. I get that. But I almost like, this sounds crazy, man, but I almost like, it's almost like it was too good to be true. Like, if it got to that point, it was like, hey, doctor, you know what to do mm-hmm. so that we can run this back and make money again, get people excited about this fight again. Oh, double dipping. Exactly. Ah. So, so again, I didn't and watch And it's all it. speculation. It's all speculation. Well, I'm just saying like business. boxing. Yeah. Boxing's been corrupt for how long? Yeah. Since Al Capone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been. So I just kind of think like. I wouldn't be surprised if it was sort of like a, you know, a message was delivered pre, pre-fight that like, hey, we know that he's going to probably bust open. If it gets bad enough, call it and we'll, so I th- we'll run this back and do it again. I, that's a good theory for sure. And I wouldn't, I'm, I'm all for a good theory. Again, I watched it with no sound on. So we could just, all we could see was what was going on. And when Nate got dropped, plus the ground and pound, and how often it happened, like at one point, Big Dan was going to stop that fight. He, I yeah. saw him when they stood up. I don't remember if it was the second or the third, but he was checking Nate, and he was looking at him, and he was getting ready to stop it in the third, I think. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Jorge was just so perfect in that yeah. fight. Yeah, he like, fought an amazing fight. I mean, if he did get hit, like he like smiled afterwards. Oh, yeah. Don't, yeah, like, he was he was just kind of like yeah, bring it. You and know, in like, the clinch, you saw him talking. Mm-hmm. He was talking. To oh him yeah, the they whole were time. they were talking to each other. For so sure. if he was gonna slow down and Nate was gonna pick up, you know maybe. But I think that he was a little because I mean with with the shots that he had and like how he dropped Nate too. Like I mean, one would argue that one of those punches was like the same punch that he hit Till with exactly. And Nate was like. It dropped him, but it didn't like. It didn't yeah. knock him out like it knocked Darren Till out. You know no, what I mean? no. But you know what? It would be a good fight to rewatch. Oh, you know it, what I yeah. Mean? I, I plan to, on and it. And try for to sure. like be like, man, what was he? Because I think he was just getting the shite kicked out of him, and it wasn't. It was so one sided. Well, yeah, and I think that I think that Jorge too was also like. I mean, I'm throwing everything at this guy. He's a. T- he, I think deep down inside, and he might not say this in like a public interview. I think that was probably the toughest mother that yeah. Jorge's ever fought, and it, and and he, arguably, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, I would say the same thing. Yeah, no, he is the toughest motherfucker you've ever thought because he probably thought, shit, I dro- I've dropped him how many times? I've be- I look at his face, I'm beating the shit out of him, and he's still coming towards me. So the drops, the knockdowns are interesting because Nate's so dangerous on the ground. Right. And um, Jorge didn't want to get on the no, ground. No, he didn't with want him. nothing to do with that. Yeah. So he, he almost allowed him to recover every time. Right. And so it, it, it was just like, it was one of those matchups where it's like their skill sets are so opposite. 
I don't know though because I mean we've seen we've seen Jorge finish people true on the ground true I just think that I think that he has uh respect for Nate's like Gracie jiu-jitsu background yeah. that you know it's just like dude if I get on the ground with this guy I I'm shooting myself in the f- I'm controlling this fight right now I'm not yeah. gonna put myself in a situation where I, I get greedy and I think oh yeah I can get down there and bang with you and no freaking you know I I can choke you out just like you could choke me out like I, he, he's just he he's a smart fighter yes you know he, he was he was smart to just keep it on keep it on their feet and yeah so it, it was just like I get it like why the entire world is furious with the stoppage but also it's like man like you know, yeah. What's well, one more round of Nate getting the shit kicked out of him? You know, totally. I get it. <laughs> you know, and and look, we know it's going to happen again. It's probably yeah. going to happen next year. Yeah, I was... can't imagine that they're going to let it go longer than a year because Nate's probably got what two to three more fights in him. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Who knows, dude? That guy could probably fight until he's fifty, and we'll. I mean, he's been looking good too. Jorge's just on like like Chris was saying. He's, Jorge's just on like the perfect like year you know oh, yeah. he's just he's just phenomenal he's everything's firing for him yeah and um just don't get in his way do you <laughs> do you do you think that he would beat canelo alvarez no i don't think so we were i was talking to chris about this i, I think i think the funny thing about that is is with the connor uh mayweather experiment like you he, very clearly he's, understand. he's looking at it from a money standpoint and yeah. it's like we can promote the hell out of this and whether i win or lose yeah and, two latin guys tearing yeah. it up but but um, I would like to see a boxing guy get in the cage with an MMA guy and flip flip it on the other yeah. way, you know. Then like, I just I think that I don't know. Maybe he can go twelve rounds and bang with Canelo. But it's just <laughs> boxing, just is such a different sport. Such, man. Well, and you have to the be way so you tr- perfect. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Like when I saw Canelo, and Canelo fought two two weight classes up for this fight against the Kovalev. Fight. Fight. Yeah, he was two weight classes up. KO, KO'd the guy in Dude. the 11th, went up to weight class to take that guy's belt. I mean, he's arguably like the best pound boxing things since Floyd Mayweather probably are at this point, right? Like, yeah, you know, um, but I, just, I saw how broad he was in the shoulders. I'm like, that guy looks twice the size of Jorge Masvidal mm-hmm. and he's fighting at the same weight. Yeah. He, he just he looks, looks so much bigger, human. dude. And I just, I think that the training for it is different. I'm not saying that Jorge couldn't last 12 rounds. I think he absolutely could. And I think that he could very well catch Canelo with great shots. Yeah. But it's just, it, it's so different when you, you know. Oh, you've studied his boxing oh, versus. How tough is that, too, to like not throw a leg kick or not, th- not yeah. shoot on someone when you're like in the moment, yeah. you know, like to remember not to do throw that? Throw an elbow. Yeah. Like, especially as you grow up, like, yeah. Like you grow up, yeah, Jorge is street fighting. Right. Right. You do whatever you need to do. Yeah, exactly. So. Also, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. No, it, it I, I think that. I'm good on those sort of experiments. You yeah. know, I don't, I mean, who would I'll, you say, like, him. what is next for Jorge in the UFC? Um, I would like to see him fight Leon Edwards. I think that they should title eliminate that fight or contender eliminator for that fight 
And then whoever wins for Usman and Covington has got to fight that winner. Fights that and winner. I've been saying that for a while, but I think that with the, I mean, come on, the UFC wants to market fun stuff. Connor throwing a dolly through a bus. Like, what better way to market a main event with Masvidal and Leon Edwards? And you got that freaking three piece Minnesota yep. soundbite just going, going, going. Like, yeah. I would like to see that because I think Leon Edwards just broke into the top 10. Yeah. Well, isn't he ranked like fourth or fifth now? Um, but but right before that. Oh yeah, yeah. Before, prior prior to that happening. He, yeah, because yeah. he beat Gunner, and then that's when the three piece in the soda happened, and then um, who else did he beat? RDA, I think. RDA. Yeah. So Gunner Nelson. So he beat Donald Cerrone, Gunner Nelson, and Rafael dos Anjos. And Brian Barberina. Barberina, Vicente Luque, he beat. Yeah. Um. So lost his only to, lost to, Usman to Usman in a decision. Well, and Claudio Silva, Usman <laughs> winning by decision, shocker, big shocker. Um, yeah, I think I think because now, what is he ranked? Does it tell you over here? You, he is the number was, four in welterweight rankings. Was so. born in Jamaica. Oh, he was Gangston Town. <laughs> um, I mean. Man, I, I, I think he's just below Jorge. I think those two fight. Yeah, I think those two fight, or Leon sense. fights Tyron, or Jorge fights Tyron. Because it's like Woodley was a good champion. Like, yeah, his Wonder Boy fights were shite. <sighs> I think that after this fight, though, they're just gonna like they're they're gonna who, cut him. No, I think that Tyron is gonna. Tyron probably has so much pull for as long as he held that belt. It's just like, dude, I'm fighting whoever. I'm probably fighting Usman again. Yeah. I mean, Usman's been, it's been a year, literally a year, and he's finally defended his belt once. Tyron defended against Wonderboy twice, Damian Maya, Darren Till. Yeah. And then he lost to, um, what's his nuts? So, like, I mean, that's a good champion. What do you, what more do you want out of him? I mean, yeah, the one. I think he, yeah, but he, the tough part about that is just he just got dominated for five rounds. Know, so it's like, why? Dude. How? If if Marty goes out there and rolls Covington, are you gonna give Tyron a shot again just to like give him a shot? I mean, I think the fans will probably be like, well, first time around, I mean, what's gonna be different? You know? Like, yeah. I mean, maybe he catches him with a, a punch or like. Maybe there was just a really tough weight cut for Tyron, and he's in better shape now, a better place. Or we don't know. There could have been personal stuff that just was yeah. going on at that time, and he just wasn't in, you know, the right state. Bad of Bad night, just a bad night. Just a bad night. It happens. It happens in all sports. Um, but I just see that being a tough match or just a tough fight to to make because of what happened the first time. It's like you almost have to see Tyron fight someone in the top five, beat them handily to yeah. be like, you get your shot at the title again. That makes sense. She, but it's very Leon interesting Edwards, because like bro. Jorge hasn't like, when Jorge is interviewed in, in um, like when he's talking with the media, I mean, we've heard him mention Connor, we've heard him mention Canelo. I think Leon Edwards a little bit, he probably knows that that's got to get squashed at some point. But you never hear him talk about fighting Woodley. Yeah. 
I've never heard him talk. It's it's kind of like, and I don't think it's because he's scared of him. I think that it's like he just doesn't think that it's going to be the fight that elevates him to the championship fight. It very well could that, be that's like that's a good point. If you if you fight the UFC, could do this. You say okay, you fight Leon Edwards, you beat him. Uh, we'll give you your shot, and then they don't. They would say, "Yeah, actually, you're gonna have to fight Woodley, and the winner of that gets to fight yeah. Usman." So it's like it's almost like, well, okay, I go fight Woodley. What happened? You know, who knows? Like Woodley get if Woodley wins that fight, gets his shot, and it's all this, you know, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. But it's just a, it, it's almost messy. You know, like that. It's super messy. At it's kind of it's kind of messy with that top five. Like, I get why guys when probably you, are just sort of like, well, what's next? You know, like when you introduce this like random ass bad mother belt, like right now you've got and Dana White has said that it's a one thing and it's done. It's like okay, Dana, like until you see the pay per view buys, right? Compared to real title fights, like yeah. um, it, it is messy. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think you freaking, you make Leon and uh, Masvidal fight now. Do it now yeah. while it's yeah. still fresh. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, because otherwise the, le- the longer you let it go, but they might say, well, maybe, you know, we know that fights, the fans know that fight's coming at some point, yeah, we'll still be able to roll back all the footage, all the tape. Let oh, that, yeah. let that marinate and simmer. You know, maybe they'll go. Maybe they'll exchange words on Twitter again. You know, like to, yeah. Um. So, and I think that well, we've already mentioned his name, but Conor McGregor at some point is going to come back, and it's going to what weight class he's going to come back and fight at, though. That's going to be the big question because. Well, according to some people, he's not going to sign anything and won't won't come back and fight. But apparently, you know, he's supposed to fight in January. That's what they're saying. Yeah. He so, did that stupid-ass Moscow press conference. Yeah. So I just, I kind of think, okay, what weight class is he going to fight at? I think it's probably going to be 70. So then you're going to, who are you going to fight? Jorge? Maybe Cowboy, just because they've talked about that for so long, and they yeah. could probably pump it pretty well. But I wish that they would have done that last summer. Yes. Instead of, like, this next year, because, you know, now Cowboy's come off a couple losses. He's looking He's looking a little... But Connor, I mean, we haven't seen Connor fight in how long? We it, don't, la- it was last November. Um, Has it been a year? It's been a year. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, it was in November when he fought Khabib and lost. Yeah. And um and he got trounced and he looked like it, there was plenty of ring rust and he looked mm-hmm. he looked fat a little bit like for his <laughs> like for, I mean he's in phenomenal shape but he also right. looked like man, you've been sitting on your ass, bro. Like you freaking Yeah. You Khabib came out looking like a hairless chimp. It's like, dude, I wish I would have picked Khabib for that fight, but <laughs> <laughs> oh well, though. Um, yeah. Uh, any other news? Tell me about that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That McDonald Lima fight. Yeah, because I've been I talking mi- all I kinds missed, of shit about it. I missed it. So, um, Bellator, the 
other MMA organization had a welterweight Grand Prix tournament. Right, right. And it was the championship for that, and it was a rematch of the welterweight belt that Rory McDonald won from Douglas Lima a year ago. And um, it was like almost two years ago, wasn't it? I, I don't. Their Grand Prix, they alternate their Grand Prix like by weight class, like every other year, right? I I don't remember. Maybe you it's been be like right. a year and a half. Year and a half. Something yeah, like that. yeah. And so, um, anyways, I watched that fight. I was so excited for it. And Douglas Lima put on a like a, like a flawless victory. Nice. Essentially, he nice. just Rory moved well, and Rory like tried to stay off center, but. Mm-hmm. Douglas just had an answer for everything. If Rory tried to take him down, Douglas stuffed it um, or reversed it. Or if Rory tried to strike, Douglas's jab was all day, and he, um, he was just dominant. It was just a dominant win. And so he got the belt back. It went to a decision. Mm-hmm. And Rory ended up, in the final round, ended up... Um, doing a little bit of ground and pound, got a takedown, I think. Okay. And then, so like, Rory was there throughout the entire fight, but just by the end of it, it was a unanimous decision. Crazy. I will say, Rory McDonald, like, my daughter wasn't going to sleep, and so I was, because she knew I was up, and I was just watching this fight, and she was like, all right, well, I want to, I'll go to bed when it's done. I was like, okay, fine. And they were getting ready to announce the winner, and, I had her watch Rory because if you want to watch someone lose with class, you want to watch someone be above, like, oh, be above the negative and everything. Watch that post fight speech because it was, it was incredible. I mean, I have all the respect for Rory now and and Douglas Lima. It was just, it was awesome to see both of them in the post fight in the way that they spoke and and how they carried themselves it was just like man these are these are pro athletes like these are the people that you can right be show your kids examples of of like this is how you behave and um nice so uh, just rory operating the way he did in, in the loss and the way that he lost and um and douglas wasn't acting a fool with the win yeah i mean even though 50 cents spraying him with champagne and there's you know he's got the <laughs> stupid million dollar check it's like a size of a card you know, it was just, he, he thanked Rory at the fight. He was like, you know, I got to thank Rory for that first fight. He taught me what heart means. He taught me a lot. And so without him losing that fight, he doesn't come back to win all of this. And yeah. It was just, it was amazing. It was a great fight. And it was, Douglas Lima is so bad, dude. He is He's so, a bad man, dude. He's so bad. It'll be interesting to see if he makes a, a jump to. Uh, yeah. The UFC, like at any point in time, him and uh, him and Pitbull are both because they're both killers right now. Yeah. They they both on Twitter have been saying, t- speaking on that specifically, and just kind of saying like, "Man, it's not like they're gonna. It, it you can always change the narrative. Like, totally. Even if they do go to the UFC, like they might talk crap about who they get matched up against or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know, Bellator's got some murderers too, and so. Well, I would say either one of those guys is arguably a top five guy right away, right? Yeah. I mean, and, it's and not the Ben Askren scenario. Right, yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, I mean, you think he's going to retire? He should. I mean, realistically, he should be 0 3 in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. He, he, or a no contest. Or, or a no or contest. Whatever or, for the Robbie fight. But yeah, he should not have a win. You mean when Robbie knocked him out and then woke him up? With <laughs> <a little punch? laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
when you rewatch it now, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, dude. Okay, Robbie got screwed. <laughs> he could, dude. Every time I see that, I'm like, man, he's out. He's out. Oh, he's awake now because he just got hit. Yeah, but he got woke up. Woke the fuck up. Yeah, Ben's been going to sleep essentially three out of three mm-hmm. UFC fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think he should just hang it up. I mean, they, they, obviously the UFC experience. He's a smart guy, too. Like, you know, like he's got a lot he can accomplish outside of fighting. In the, like, he, yeah. he'll probably, I mean, I could totally see the UFC hiring him as a ringside, you know, commentator, analyst, like, or, you know, him getting a, the opportunity to. Um, like what Chael Sonnen's doing with right, Ariel. Right, exactly. Like exactly. just some commentator. Because uh, Ben has his own podcast, doesn't he? You might be right. I think he does. Yeah. 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 So. So just do that. Yeah. He, he's got a good presence. He knows how to talk, you know, in front of a camera and everything. I'm, yeah. He's, he's a, got opportunities. He's a, he's a professional. So look, you know, and, and it, <laughs> retirement in the UFC I've learned is like very like sometimes not definitive. Right. We saw it with Uriah Faber. Right? Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber's got a fight coming up here uh, in yeah, December. Yeah, Peter Young. Yeah. Oh, let's let's close let's close this up with that. You want to talk about that card? Yeah, we could, because that's um December fourteenth, which we'll probably talk about it again before we. Uh, we will, but we should get everybody aware of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. because it's gonna be that's a good card. It's a great card. There's three belts. Yeah, it's a really. I mean, it, I could say arguably it's as good as the yeah. card we just had. So yeah, it may be even kudos a to better. the UFC for finishing with a really strong. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Kamara yeah. Usman, Colby Covington. We got Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky for the belt. Uh, women's bantamweight. Amanda Nunez and Jermaine Durandamy for a belt. So there's three belt fights. And my boy, Marlon Marais, Marlon gets to Marais. fight his countryman, Jose Aldo. Yeah, that's a great That's a freaking great fight, man. Aldo's bantamweight debut. And oh, then- he, he went up. Or went down. He went down. Crazy. And then uh, Peter Yan, who's another bantamweight up and comer, versus your eye favorite. That actually kind of worries me for Marlon a little bit, just because the last fight. Yeah. But you never know. And they don't have any of the prelims sorted out. It's only one prelim fight right now. Well, that's because the main card kicks ass. Yeah, I mean it is. It's so good. It's so good, top to bottom, man. So yeah, that's um, that's the you got to watch that card. Three belts on the line, have they dude. Been so here, let me let year? me let me find this out. Let me ask you this: If Fabes beats Peter Yan, is he gonna get a shot at Cejudo? I think so, because I think between Peter Yan, our boy Aljamain Sterling at bantamweight, I think those are the next two up and comers. Yeah. So if Yan and and Sterling, so Sterling was going to fight Frankie Edgar at 135. Yeah, I he got that. Yeah. He had, um, and I hit him up on Instagram, and he hit me back, and he told me he might he nice. might be December or January. He might be able to fight, but yeah, we're buddies. It's it's fun. You're buddies with all those guys from NYC, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the Peter Yan, Aljamain are the two guys who are next to Marlon, are Bantamweight future right now. 
Uriah getting a shot would probably just on his pedigree alone, you know. Well, it, it, that it's so great because like he came out of retirement, mm-hmm. right? Uh, had an awesome victory over um, who was it? Ricky Simon. Rick, Ricky Simon, right off the who is an, arguably like I think a lot of people like thought Ricky Simon would just roll through him, yeah, because he'd been on such a tear, but. Fabes did an amazing job in that fight. Um, assuming he can get the job done against a Peter Yawn, it's just a good, it's a good, a good fight to promote. You're you're talking about arguably one of the greatest small guys ever to fight in the UFC. You know, storied past as a WEC champion, um, just a stud, the California kid, the California kid. I just think it would be so much fun to see him in Cejudo. Throw He's down. got a gym full of, and they got some beef. They got some beef. They've talked some shit to each other over yeah. the last couple Cejudo's years. It's been so, so funnily annoying. <laughs> but you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think he gets one. Um, or I mean, you have him and Jose fight. Maybe if Jose wins, beats Marlon. Although, you know, they were saying at the gym this morning. Jose beats Marlon, he gets a title shot right away, essentially. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just enter the class, you take down the last title contender. If he, if, let's say he dominates him. Click it, on Marlon real quick. I want to see something. We lost to Henry. Yeah. Beat Jimmy in 2018. Beat my boy, Al Jermaine. In 2017, beat Dobson. Asuncao beat him. Which is, Asuncao is... Sleeper. He's a sleeper. He's got a win over Aljamain as well, which that was actually the first fight of Aljamain's that I watched. And I don't... It was a decision. I don't think he won that. Sanhagen just beat him though, right? Let's see. Asuncao? Yeah. Yeah. Corey. Corey, Corey, bro. Corey and Topanga. <laughs> Boy Meets World. That's some, that's some throwback for you. I know, right? Yeah. How much time left do we got on this Dillashaw suspension? Are we only a six, I know, six dude, months into it? <laughs> dude, he's going to come back and he's going to have like gray hair. Yeah. Yeah, he's not coming back till 2021. I think we have to wait all of next year as well. All of 2021 or all I think of 2020? So. All of 2020. Yeah, sorry. We wait all of Yeah, because it was January when we found out, right? Yeah. I think it was like, it might have even been one of our first episodes that we talked about it. Or... You're right, dude. January 19th, he lost yeah. to Henry, and yeah. then right after was, that. I was like right around my birthday that it happened. I remember that. So yeah, 2021. January 26th, 2021. Maybe that'll be like a, maybe there'll be like a UFC event on my actual birthday. We got to plan an an event to actually fly to a UFC yeah. event. Yeah, like just we need to go do that. Go party in Vegas, dude. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Maybe take some psychedelics or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. Walk down the strip. Just the most cliche Vegas trip ever. Yeah, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Benicio, I don't know, man. Vegas. The thought of Vegas is I get one year older and one year older and one year older. It's just like, man, I can't do this. This isn't. There's just no chance. 
One time I went there for six days with my family. I was like, I'll never go back for more than three again. Yeah. Like, what, what, why am I, why am I here still? Day five. You're like, dude. Uh, it doesn't tell me when he's back, but it says on March 20th. Is that? He announced it. So maybe it was a little earlier than that. Oh, Oh, April 9th, two years. Okay. Maybe I was, yeah. So the fight was in January, but I, for some reason I thought it was like right after that, but apparently it was two months after that. Okay, okay. so he was, it was originally 12 months, retroactive to January 19th. Oh, okay. okay. And then on the April 9th, they said two years, bruh. Yeah, because didn't, I mean, he probably had to take that post-fight piss test like within a week, I would imagine. And then it probably took like a week or two for it to come back. And then it did. And then they probably were like, okay, how are we going to handle this? <laughs> and then TJ was probably like, all right, give me some time. Let me like get through all this. This is really tough. And then they probably gave him a deadline. And he was like, I'll just take all the time until my deadline. And then I'll just announce it. Up. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he knows for the substance he failed and everything. It's like, yeah. There's no way around yeah, this. Yeah, this this is no yeah. <laughs> Someone put something in my shit. Yeah, a contaminated supplement, man. <laughs> it's like contaminated needle in your ass, bro. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. We didn't really talk about that with the uh, the Diaz build up too. The, oh like, yeah, how he just told Usada to eat it. Yeah, he was just like, I'm not a fuck up like the rest of them. What a bad motherfucker. No, that was a badass move when she just said, Hey, get your shit together know, and they right? were like okay okay we'll get her together you're good you're good you're good yeah there's nothing wrong here there's we, nothing wrong we f- we did something wrong yeah we did something wrong and then and then he was like you're right you did and mm-hmm. then they fought and everybody just forgot about it yep that was pretty pretty like imagine the poll of, of anybody in the ufc it was like man nate diaz has that poll dude could have also been totally orchestrated as well oh yeah, they, they, Masvidal was in an interview and he was talking about when he got that news, his dad lives with him and he was like, he had access to credit cards at the time and his dad's a spy for the coaching staff. So his dad like gives the coaching staff details on what Masvidal does when he's not training. And, and they, his dad had to call in, in Jorge's words, call in the Calvary because Jorge had like a, a massive anxiety and panic attack when that happened. Mm-hmm. And he just started eating like pizza and stuff like that. And he was just going to town, buying all this food, like supposed to be cutting and being in shape and everything. And he like caused him to like go to town on some Papa John's. And like his dad yeah. was like, no, stop this. We still got a fight to make, man. Like, come yeah. on, chill out, chill out. Yeah. Dude, high stakes. Right? Yeah. Crazy. We didn't. Uh, we didn't even even take a break to go like, no, grab know, a thing dude. of water or anything. But we're uh, we're running right on time. Yeah, this is perfect. Crazy. It was a good episode. It was. It was nice to be back, getting the chops in. I know. And it feels good to catch up. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely be back here in a few weeks. Yes. Get another one done. Maybe around Turkey Day or something. That'd be like fun. That. Do a little holiday thing. Yeah. Do some specific check-ins to some of this stuff yeah. that has been happening. Totally. Yeah. The NFL and college football season will have taken more shape since then. Totally, along with the NHL, we'll we'll know we'll know at the next episode who's 
MLS Cup champs. Yep. Hopefully yep. it'll be our uh, beloved Seattle Sounders. Yep. Watch the Sounder game. Sounders FC till I die. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Yep. Making cuts. Making at making cuts. And Twitter at making cuts. At, on Twitter at making cuts. And um and and you might we might have some new, maybe 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 not by next episode, but we might have some new fun stuff for the yeah. podcast that we've been working on. The uh, intro. Yeah, the uh, video intro video. Yeah, we'll that do. Could be uh, that could be in the works for the next episode. If not, maybe the following or yeah, or maybe launch it first thing 2020 yeah for the year or two to yeah. really 2020 is going to be a big year man we got to elect a new president yeah that's right well i mean we don't have to we could just yeah keep what we have could um i will say i don't ever like to go political on the other podcast but i i will on this one because i think i i just i i'm in i vote independent i think a lot of people know that about yeah. me yeah um I think that we all need to just be realistic. And I think we yeah. need to stop fighting with each other and looking for things to argue about. Totally. Which is so cliche to say about this bipartisan nation. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think more divisiveness and more tomfoolery is the way. So everybody should just be very aware and very active in your local politics as yep. much as you can because yep. that's how it's going to change totally so um that's all i'll say you know i don't i'm not going to ever tell anybody who to vote for or start doing some sort of my particular gary johnson type things but like <laughs> you know i just i get sick of people talking about politics but then no one ever seems to try and solve anything together they just want to be right yeah and it's yeah, I would agree. It's uh it's a toxic um it's a toxic part of the political mm -hmm. situation in our country for sure. Mm -hmm. Without getting too far into like the political hole, but I would yeah. agree. Yeah, it's there's definitely not enough uh, collectiveness yeah. um when talking about certain topics or policies and trying to just work through them together. It's it's one way or the other, unfortunately. Yeah. And Yep. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Yep. And it's pointing um, of the fingers. And uh, yeah. So that being said, 2020 will be a very big year and an important year. Yes. Uh, get out there and uh, involved. Get involved with your communities and what's going on. And uh, yeah. And it's good because it, you know, it's like a, I would say, self, uh, self awareness. Yeah. You feel some achievement when yeah. you're involved in stuff like that. Even if it's just going and like volunteering time for like a, you know, nonprofit it's a, organization. It's a great idea. It, exactly. Just um, lead by example, walk your talk and, and get involved in your local stuff as much as possible. And that will trickle upwards. If it's all supposed to work the way it's supposed to. Totally. So totally good stuff. Well, episode 10 division leaders. In the books. Division leaders, double-digit episodes. Yeah, double-digit episodes. We'll have 12, at least 12, by the end of uh, oh, yeah. 2020. So we've got uh, roughly 48 days, I think, to complete that. Yeah, and we can we do that. Able, we should be able to do that pretty easily, if not more. 
Who knows? There might be a bonus episode. Maybe yeah. a bonus holiday episode. That'd be fun. What we should do for that one? I just had a great idea. That'll be like in between like Christmas and New Year's, and we'll just get housed one night. Yeah. And see how stupid we sound after we record it. Okay. Okay. Just an idea. Okay. Maybe we'll have guests too. I think guests would be a, a fun thing too as well. Yeah. Um. Maybe some Collins. Whatever we can pull together, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. The holiday special. The holiday special. Yeah. Oh man. We'll definitely have video rolling for that <laughs> one. I don't know that we want to though. <laughs> oh man. First time the audience sees our face and we're just like, welcome. <laughs> Well, we started at 12 p.m. <laughs> we appreciate everyone tuning in. Yes. This has been uh, episode 10, Division Leaders, Making the Cut with Corbin Trev. Uh, look forward to uh, our next episode and appreciate you guys listening. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, social media. We'd love to hear from you and anything you have to say. And subscribe and, and leave a review if you feel so compelled. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Peace.